Do you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel, but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015, and I want to show your family how to do it too. Hey everyone, it's Lynn Mettler back to you here at Families Fly Free. I had to take another pause between episodes because this time I got COVID. Yay. Um, So I tried very hard to avoid it for two and a half years, and it finally caught up with me um, after our last trip to Santa Barbara. So um, the good news is um, both my husband and I got it. Neither of us had any complications. Um, It was not fun. It's not something I would want to go through. Again, we this version of it had a really, really bad sore throat, like strep level sore throat. I kept saying felt like I was swallowing knives. But that just lasted about three days. And once we got through that part, um, it was all right. So we also were able to get Paxlovid, which is, if you're not aware and you end up with this um, version of COVID, um, is a new antiviral medication that exists now. So um, you can get it currently if you have a risk factor like um, diabetes or heart issues or asthma. I have asthma. Um, and both my husband and I, or if you're of advanced age as well, um, we both had a risk factor that allowed us to get it. So um, I'm guessing that helped us get over it sooner. And if you've read anything about Paxlovid, it does have this side effect for a lot of people of a bad taste in your mouth. And I can just confirm that is correct. And it is really gross. And if you get that, I mean, it's certainly worth um, getting through for five days to not end up in the hospital or to save your life. Um, The best thing I found was to chew Trident gum and that got rid of the taste for me. So that's my, what I have to say about COVID. I'm glad it's over with. Um, Hopefully we will be immune for a while. Um, So let's get on to today's topic. So um, we have had just a super fun summer traveling this year. And um, we actually have taken five trips flying free um, through July, which is pretty incredible. And I went back and looked at um, what I thought would have been the most competitive year to this in terms of the number of trips that we've taken or will take. And that was in 2017. Um, And I think I counted six trips that year, but I think we're going to beat it this year. We should at least be at seven um, trips and who knows what we may decide to throw into the mix too. So um, it's been an amazing year. We haven't on every single trip, we haven't taken all four of us. Um, Two of the trips were just my husband and I. So that helps uh, cut down on the number of points. And if you're able to do that, if you're, kids are of an age where you can throw in some couples trips, I highly recommend that. If you have um, parents or family members that can watch your kids even for a long weekend, it's super great to just get away as a couple. And um, we were in a situation this year where we had the opportunity to take a couple of trips, just the two of us, um, before my oldest headed off to college. And we just dropped him off um, 
a couple days before I'm recording this um, to Indiana University in Bloomington. So not too far from us. So we're excited for him. Um, and anyway, so we wanted to take a couple trips while he was still at home. He's an adult um, and, and get that done. So but we have taken like this summer has been a little bit of a different style of travel for us. And that's what I wanted to talk about in this episode. Um, there's the concept of slow travel. You might have heard that phrase. And um, this is similar, but not quite exactly that. Slow travel is more about like really understanding the culture of where you are and um, definitely slowing down, taking time to, you know, to get a sense of traditions and peoples and um, that type of thing. Um, so I'm going to coin the type of travel I'm talking about today as slower travel. Um, Cause it's really not, it is slow travel, but they've already adopted that phrase to mean something else. Um, or another way I would describe it would be hanging out travel. Um, we just enjoyed hanging out this summer. And so what I mean by that is we picked um, three destinations this summer that were places that we have been to two of them many, many times. And one of them we'd been twice before. And they were just places that we know that we love that we wanted to go back to. And for the last two years, because of the pandemic, we um, have continued to travel, but not at the frequency at the rate that we normally do uh, because of the pandemic and just some family things that happened last year kind of slowed us down. We weren't able to take as many trips. And so I feel like we're kind of making up for lost time this year. And we're going back to some of these places that we haven't been able to go to for a couple of years, but places that we really love. And so what we have, and let me tell you those places, um, those were um, New York City. Um, and you've heard my trip report on that. That's a place that I've been going to since I was in high school. And I just love New York City, special place in my heart for um, the Big Apple. And then we went to uh, Colorado. Um, and particularly on this trip, we went to Telluride, which is one of our favorite places on the planet is absolutely stunning. The landscapes out there. Um just beautiful. Uh, it's a, it's amazing what God has created in Colorado, something everyone needs to see. Um, I've been going to Colorado, not Telluride, but um, the Rocky Mountains. Again, since I was in junior high, my father had a condominium out in the Vale area in Beaver Creek um, since the 80s. Um, and he sold that a couple of years ago. But until then, we um, went frequently we're not really skiers, but we like to go during the summer and do hiking and um, whitewater rafting and mountain biking and all the outdoorsy stuff that you can do out there. Um, and then for our third trip, um, we went to Santa Barbara and Santa Barbara, we've been to twice before, but my husband and I really fell in love with Santa Barbara the first time that we went and it does is a great sort of couples romantic um, getaway. So those are the, the three destinations that we chose to go to this summer. Um, my husband and I did New York City and Santa Barbara, and then all four of us went to Colorado. And so in these destinations, because we've been there multiple times, we chose to quote unquote, hang out. Um, and what I mean by this is we didn't go and see all of the attractions, all of the sites that there are to see in these areas because we've already done most of that before. 
Um, these were not trips that were jam-packed with feeling like we had to go and see and do everything that each place had to offer. Like, you know, the first time we went to San Francisco, you know, you have to go to Chinatown. You have to take the cruise under the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, you know, there's you have to go to Fisherman's Wharf and you have to see the sea lions. And there's just the things you do in each place. You know, in New York City, you would... Um, go see the Statue of Liberty. You would go to Broadway shows. You would go to, you know, the museums. You would walk in Central Park. Um, you would hang out in Times Square. Um, there's all of those kind of first timer sites that you go to see maybe the first time or two you go somewhere. And so you, your schedules are kind of jam packed with things to do. Um, and so we opted to just kind of go and enjoy these places more like we were locals um, instead of going and seeing all these different sites. And so I've, as I reflected on this, um, we really enjoyed this style of travel. And this really is nothing that we have ever done before. And so that's why I wanted to bring it to this podcast. It's really is fun. And I want to encourage you to consider doing it on a trip that you have coming up. Um, and particularly when you're flying free, like it's not a big deal to go to some place that you've already been. Um, sure, you want to go to places you've never been also, but you can throw in some trips to some of your favorites because you're not paying anything to fly there. So hanging out for us really fell into four buckets. Um, the first one, and I'll go into these in detail and I'll give you some examples of what we did in each place. It falls under the category of exploring. So um, really just getting out and seeing these areas as if we were locals. Um, the second category would be live performances. Um, so we like to attend live performances. We haven't been able to do that. No one has, right, during the pandemic. That all kind of got shut down. And so um, this would be things like live music, um, Broadway, comedy shows for us. The third one is food. So really exploring the culinary scene in each destination and just enjoying the local cuisine that we know that we love in each of these places. And the last one, number four, would be shopping. Um, but I'm also going to call this browsing because I'm not much of a shopper. Um, I don't do a lot of buying, but and, and I really don't like to look a whole lot either. But what I do enjoy is kind of seeing what is unique to a place, like some local stores that have you know, items made by locals or like if you're in Palm Springs, you know, looking at the mid-century modern antiques, that's something you can't, you know, that's what it's known for. You can't do that in other places. So um, just checking out what they, what this destination uniquely has to offer. And, you know, maybe I end up buying a thing or two maybe, um, but that's it. I'm not a big shopper, but I don't, don't mind browsing. Um, what is unique to the area. So let's start with exploring and I'll give you some examples of what I mean by that. So we started in New York City in June and you know New York City is just a great place to walk and we love to walk New York City. So we opted and and I talked more about this in my podcast so I won't get into this in super detail but to stay in the meatpacking district which is um you know more towards the south end of Manhattan um 
Chelsea and below, like where the High Line is, the Hudson River, all that. So for us exploring meant getting out and walking from meatpacking down into the West Village um, many days and um, just exploring the, you know, um, the apartments and the cafes and um, the, you know, just the parks and the people and the dogs and um, just seeing, you know, walking around New York City as if we lived there. And we just love walking. I particularly love walking. I walk at home. So um, if you if I can get out on foot, um, it's great exercise, fresh air. And um, so we just like to explore. And the other thing we did in New York City that I would call exploring was um, getting the city bike in town and, and biking um, down the Hudson River all the way down to Battery Park and then back up to meatpacking. That was a whole different way to see the city um, and to look out at the water and to get the view of the Statue of Liberty from Battery Park and see the locals out riding their bikes and people delivering Grubhub and DoorDash and, you know, looking at the dog parks and, and seeing all the things that people were doing. Um, now, exploring in Colorado, whole different thing. So in Colorado, we um, for the first time went off-roading or four-wheel driving. We got um, a Jeep that could handle that. And we explored the area in a way that we'd never been able to before. So we really, Telluride is known to be one of the best off-roading destinations in the country. They have some amazing trails that you have to have a four-wheel drive to get on. And you get out and you see this countryside that you can't in a regular car. So that was a first for us to see these landscapes that are not accessible to the rest of the world and even explore like some ghost towns that are only accessible by four-wheel drive. And Santa Barbara, um, again, it was on foot and by bike. So there's um, State Street is the main area in Santa Barbara, and there's um, just a lot happening there. People eating outside. There's lot, definitely a lot of unique stores. There's um, historical things that you can go in and see. You know, for me, walking to church to go to mass. We um, also rented e-bikes there because it seemed like everyone that we saw in Santa Barbara had an e-bike. And so we rented an electric bike, and then we rode that down along the ocean um, down into Montecito, which is a little south of Santa Barbara. And it was stunning that the flowers in Santa Barbara are just gorgeous. Um, and to look out on this ocean view as you're riding your bike along this path surrounded by flowers was awesome. So that's what I mean by exploring. And we weren't going to anywhere in particular right? Um, we didn't have a destination in mind. Um, we were just seeing the area in a new way. All right. So that's what I mean by exploring. Number two, live performances. So we really had fun with this this summer. So in New York City, we really didn't do anything touristy at all, um, except we went to like Chelsea Markets, which we really like. We've been there many times before. We ate um, the local food there. Um, and other than that, we just we just didn't really didn't do anything um, super touristy, but we did enjoy live performances there, um, both Broadway shows and comedy. So we really like to go see comedians. We have seen a lot of the big comedians in our life in different places around the country. And um, we love, love, love the Comedy Cellar. Again, I talked about this in my New York podcast, but the Comedy Cellar is so cool because these... Um, 
big comedians just come in here and there. They're not on the list to try out some material. And we've experienced that in the past. And so, and it's when you listen to comedians, like they all love the comedy seller. It's just like so many of them, it's their favorite place to go and try stuff. And a lot of them start there and rise through the ranks. And so how fun is it just to go hang out and go to the comedy cellar at night? They have a couple shows each evening. You show up um, when you feel like it. You can buy tickets in advance there, but you can also just show up and get in the standby line. And we've always gotten in doing that. Um, so that was really, really fun. And we did buy tickets in advance to see Colin Quinn because we had never seen him live. And so um, we definitely had that one scheduled. But again, it was just kind of like, what do we feel like doing tonight? Do we want to head down to the comedy cellar? Are we going to um, you know, do something different? Do we want to go see some live music? Are we going to just um, enjoy hanging out at a restaurant or a rooftop bar or something like that? Um, the other thing we did there was a couple of Broadway shows. These we did book in advance, but you can, you know, stand in the line at TKTS. There's some lotteries you can put yourself into. Um, but we do like Broadway. I've been going to Broadway shows since I've been going to New York City in high school. And so um, so we picked uh, Book of Mormon and um, Beetlejuice to go see. And so we had booked those ahead of time. And we it was super fun to just, we just took a cab or an Uber up to Times Square. Um, and we had those planned and really enjoyed both of them. Um, I probably would have enjoyed going to a third one. I really want to see the Harry Potter show that they have going on. Um, but that just gives me a whole nother reason to go back to New York City. So that was live music and live performances um, in New York. And then in Colorado, and tell you ride we were there for the ride festival we have been to the ride festival a couple times before we uh, amazingly saw Pearl Jam in Telluride. That was our big travel year in 2017. And um, so this is just a music festival. It's kind of blues and rock where they bring in usually some top acts, but also some up and comers. This year, there weren't really any big acts. They've kind of scaled this festival down a little bit, but we were able to go to their opera house, which was built in the late 1800s, right direct from that old West era and um, go see some up and coming artists. So I think we saw um, three or four um, during a, over a span of two nights there. And so my husband had researched that, bought those tickets in advance. And so um, in Telluride, you know, we did four wheel driving during the day, a little bit of hiking. And then at night we went to see some live music. Um, and in Santa Barbara, there wasn't so much in terms of live performances, except that a lot of the restaurants and the bars on State Street just had live music each night. So we could go and pick, see who had live music, what type of music, was it something we were interested in, did we like it? And we could just go sit there and just listen to whatever the live music was going on that night. All right, let's talk more about food. Um, and this is so fun to just really enjoy the um, food in each area. In New York City, of course, you have to have pizza. I could probably eat New York City pizza for lunch every single day. I could eat Italy's, you know, the real um, Naples original pizza for lunch in Italy every single day. Um, but really, really good. So you can enjoy the local delicacies. We went to Joe's Pizza, which is a famous one in the West Village. Um, also, find yourself a hole in the wall pizza place in New York City that is almost always the best. Um, so, and we got some recommendations for, um, uh, I talked about this in my episode, Piccola Cucina, which was in um, Soho, great Italian restaurant. And then we found a great French restaurant um, close to our hotel, which was awesome as well. 
So part of it was just like walking around and exploring and seeing, oh, what looks good and what doesn't. Maybe we um, did a little advanced research, looked at reviews online, but it really is just, there's so many cafes between meatpacking and the West Village that it was just fun to kind of walk by, look at menus and, and pick one to sit and enjoy outdoor dining. And I love as a result of the pandemic, all this outdoor dining that we have, we love to sit outdoors and eat. So that's been one really great positive that has come out of the pandemic is all of these restaurants. We've been in so many different cities now, you know, that they've built these, you know, semi-permanent structures so that they have more space to seat people outside. Um, and it's good for them because they can get more business because there's more people they can seat by using their indoor and all this outdoor seating. And it's good for the customers because who doesn't like to sit outside and enjoy the nice weather and, and people watch. Um, and Telluride, um, Telluride, very expensive when it comes to food um, and wasn't the best food. We had some pretty good meals, I would say, but nothing that I would be dying to return back to. Um, but Telluride, just it, the town itself is so cute. And um, so just the ambiance, again, of sitting outside um, and just enjoying the atmosphere of this old West town and this beautiful mountain that's looming at the end of town that you can enjoy, you know, glancing at as you're eating your meal um, is, is wonderful. Uh, and a kind of eclectic mix of food, I would say, in Telluride. And then Santa Barbara, um, same thing, very eclectic mix of food, a lot of foreign food, Thai, Indian, Asian, um, you know, Italian, um, Mexican, Spanish, uh, all kinds of things. So we found our favorite little Mexican restaurant, um, Santo Mezcal, which was in our hotel, uh, which was the Riviera Beach House in the Funk Zone area of Santa Barbara, which is close to the waterfront, but still on State Street, had the best margarita. And so we found ourselves returning um, a couple of nights to that restaurant. We like Mexican food and the margaritas were just excellent. And so we really wanted to go back and have another one. So that was fun. Um, and then again, just walking down State Street and picking out um, some different restaurants that had great outdoor seating. The menus looked good or looked interesting, uh, was fun for us. Um, and exploring a couple of local bakeries that I had heard about, you know, that are locally owned. There's so much, like everything is really locally owned there. Um, there's a couple chains in the mix, but, you know, it's fun to pick out these local restaurants. And so for us, the food is just, you know, we, our routine kind of became, um, we would, get up in the morning, we would go out and we would do our exploring. We would you know, ride the bikes, walk around on foot, check out some parks, whatever it was we were going to do that day, and then come back to our room or our vacation rental and um, you know, spend an hour and a half showering, getting ready to go out to dinner. We would enjoy our dinner and then possibly some live um, entertainment um, and then get up the next day and do our exploring and kind of rinse and repeat there. But again, we weren't in any hurry. We got up when we wanted to get up. We didn't really have to be anywhere at any particular time except for a couple of shows that we planned in advance. And it's so relaxing just to enjoy this slow down speed of travel, of doing what you feel like doing, of just hanging out um, and really enjoying the local live scene, whether it's food, music, uh, people watching, et cetera. 
And the last one is shopping and browsing. And I really, um, I think covered that pretty well earlier, but really just um, looking for locally owned stores, things that a destination is known for and checking that out. Um, You know, I love a bookstore too. So I'm always going to try to find the local bookstore and just wander around there. Oh, the smell of books. I really miss that we don't, you know, there's hardly any bookstores left anymore. I um, started off my work career working at uh, Borders Books and music, if you remember that when that was still around, that was the big competitor to Barnes and Noble because I love to read and I love books. Um, And I also worked at one which does still exist in Kentucky, um, Joseph Beth. So if you've ever been to, I think there's still one in Cincinnati or Northern Kentucky area. And then I grew up in Lexington and we had a really big one there. That's an awesome bookstore. If you ever happen to be in Lexington, um, look for Joseph Beth books, but I worked there for a summer too. Anyway, I just, I love a good bookstore. I love the um, environment. I love the smell of books. I love to browse for books. It's just not the same browsing for them on Amazon. Um, So that's what I mean by shopping and browsing. So I hope you get the idea of what I mean by slower travel, a different speed of travel. You're not in a hurry. You're not jam-packed seeing all the sites, but there's plenty to do, um, whatever you feel like doing. And just um, it's just a different style. So I wanted to introduce that to you. We just sort of happened upon that this summer. um, And we really, really enjoyed it. And so maybe plan one trip you know, next year where you try out this different style of travel, you pick a place that you're going to return to that you've been to before, you've already seen the major things and um, think about what would you really like to do if you live there and you could just hang out. So I hope that inspires you a little bit um, to shake things up as you're planning your travels for 2023. Um, And I will be sharing coming up more about our Colorado and our Santa Barbara trip. So stay tuned for that. And I will catch you on the next episode. Have a great week, everyone. If you're ready to fly your family free forever, I invite you to join my family's Fly Free membership. You'll learn how to stop paying for airfare throughout the U.S., Caribbean, and Europe so you can make those priceless family travel memories before your kids or even your grandkids leave home for good. And you'll learn it using my simple, proven formula that's helped hundreds of families. Plus, it's risk-free. You either get your investment in the membership back in free travel, or I give you your money back. You can get more information at familiesflyfree.com slash join.